Here we go. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. ESPN 690. Rolling with you till 7 o'clock. Brian Middleton is back for part two of the day. Brian, what'd you do on your uh, about an hour and a half off? I was on the phone. What? I was on the phone. You were on the phone for an hour and a half? Well, not the whole hour and a half. Okay. I just I just oh. got to tell you in the no. break, I don't do nothing for 90 minutes. No, you did. <laughs> you I don't did. do it 90 minutes in a row. My goodness. Yeah, we'll, we'll move past that. But anyway, uh, the broadcast on is back on the ones and twos after he started off the show today from three to six. Uh, I was out there hitting golf balls in the water. Uh, not on 17, though. On 18, though, for sure. And any other hole that likely had water at TPC Sawgrass. But nevertheless, Action Sports Jacks overtime on ESPN 690. Brian Mills and Casey Kurtz. And last time we were in here, I believe I compared the Jacksonville Jaguars to a carnival. And then I believe I backtracked on it and said, no, no, I don't want to disrespect the carnival or the circus like that. That is how I remember it. And if you're looking for that clip, Brian Middleton posted it on his Twitter, so you can go check that out. But uh, now that things have changed and the Jags have a head coach, uh, is it weird that I feel strangely like the whole the way we got here was pretty rough? But I feel pretty good about how it turned out. Am I wrong to feel that way, Brian? I. I I think Doug Peterson was a quality candidate from the get-go. I just wish it would have happened in a better manner than it did. I think that uh, I'm surprised by how well everybody's taking it because the energy that I got from maybe people in this room, but especially Jaguar Twitter, uh, people I just met, or, you know, I just you know, chill with, kick it with, barbershop, uh, was that Doug Peterson, just being honest, was an afterthought. There were very few people who were high or excited or even had this sense of calm that seemingly the majority of Jaguars uh, fans have right now. And I I have a hypothesis as to why. Uh, I said last week about when you get in a bad breakup, normally there are studies that show that you go the complete opposite way and Urban was the flashy, beautiful, you know, beautiful. cheerleader, um, yeah. you know, correlation, right? You seen uh, yeah, you know, hey, here you go. He's married. Uh, but Is he? Well, we're going to move past that. We should. That's what you want to We should. Uh, but instead, going the opposite way with a Jim Caldwell or a Doug Peterson or a Eberflus might just be what the Jags fans and organization needs, right? Instead of the big flashy thing. I also think that when you go through something traumatic or as uncertain as from the outside it seemed the coaching hiring process was for the Jags, being the first team to basically have a head coaching spot and watching other candidates uh, drop off and then you think you have a candidate, that uncertainty uh, really messes with you. So when you get somebody who, you know, might not have been your first choice, but out of the the group that was left, that's the best choice, at least in your opinion. Now you almost have a sense of calm and you have a sense of, okay, I, I mean, I'm almost excited. So I think it's interesting to see that dynamic. I think that's what happened with a lot of uh, people who are rooting for the Jags. And it kind of happened with me as well. 
I wasn't a highs on Doug Peterson, even though I was like, hey, he won a Super Bowl like a handful of years ago. Uh, it wasn't the, the, the big splashy name, but as time kept creeping on and I kept listening to you and I kept yeah. listening to Brent and Austin yeah. and other people just, uh, just no. man, work, worked up like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I was saying, what are we doing? Um, the fact that they finally made a decision in that press conference, as cliche as some of those things were that he said, made me feel comfortable. So, yeah, that is an interesting thing that I'll get back to. But real quick, my guy Joe on YouTube, he asked her in the, uh, the show from three to six, a golf question. And I'm going to take you inside of the business a little bit. So when Brent is on location, as he was today at TPC Sawgrass, he can't see anything like that. Um, he, he just can't. Like, the, the monitor is in here, and I can see the monitor in there. So he can't see that. So when he's in studio, he would see it. So that's how he'd probably answer your question. Uh, Austin can and cannot see it. I really don't know what he does on the computer. And frankly, I probably don't want to know. Uh, not not on that oh. weird. No, 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 not like oh, that. Clear that up. Yeah, yeah, not like clear that. Not like that. You okay. know what I'm saying? He, he, he would never search anything incorrectly on the work computers. Remember, they can see what you're looking at. So uh, just to clear that up. But uh, so just to clear that part up on the stream, by the way, uh, Joe, no. Should not be golf's fifth major. Should be its own standalone event like it is. And that's why it's qualified a little differently. So back to Doug Peterson and the comfortability point of this. And that's interesting because I did, listening to Doug Peterson and what he was saying, I did feel a little bit of comfort because I you, you're right also in terms of going from the complete opposite of what you had. But it's weird because are Doug Peterson and Urban Meyer really opposites? I know what you're thinking. Yes, they are. But they're both winners. And... On the surface, Urban Meyer was like a sexy name, if you will. Why? You know what I mean? Like, he, like because he won in college, but he looks like he's a boring dude. And Doug Peterson relatively looks like a boring dude. You know, do you get what I'm saying there? Like, I would not... Im- this is going to sound bad. I would not imagine Urban Meyer out at, like, a bar having a good time, but obviously I'm wrong. Obviously. Yeah. But they, they give me like the same vibes in a sense of like they're winners and they're leaders. However, Doug Peterson made me feel comfortable. And I believed Doug Peterson. I never really believed Urban Meyer. So to your point, yeah, I think there is a comfortability in the Doug Peterson hire. And I like I like it. Took us a long time to get here. I like it because I think he's gonna be a good leader of men. And I think that's what they need, and they've said that's what they need. And by they, I mean Shaquille Griffin said that. Miles Jack said that as well during the season. But now, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jags. Lovey Smith, head coach of the Houston Texans. Round three for Lovey. Does that surprise you, just on the surface? He no. gets a third, no? Well, it, a third shot at it. It's surprising that he's the coach because... I hadn't heard his name at all. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, it's surprising in that way. But, no, I mean, he he's done well. He did well in Chicago before he didn't. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like no, he, no, that's actually very fair. So, so in that sense, it's not surprising. But, yeah, hearing that all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Man, he interviewed? He yeah. wants to be a head coach again? Like, that's kind of where I was at with it, so. No, that's a, that's a good call. And then uh, Mike McDaniel becoming the coach of the Miami Dolphins. So that's a couple of things that I want to look into there. And the first one that we will not spend a lot of time on unless you feel the need to 
But with Lovey Smith being hired in Houston, Brian Flores was not hired in Houston. So I wonder if they just think Lovey Smith is a better candidate for the job. He was, he's been there, so you know that makes sense. But did the lawsuit have anything to do with that decision to go with Lovey Smith over Brian Flores? Because if you think about it, Brian Middleton, in my opinion. Brian Flores, Lovey Smith are relatively the same guy. Previous head coach in the NFL, defensive-minded coach, and then where I start separating them is Brian Flores in Miami was getting paid to lose, apparently, and was winning. He didn't win big, obviously, but those teams haven't been too talented. Lovey Smith, to your point, was good until he wasn't. So I think it's an interesting dynamic to go with Lovey Smith over Brian Flores. But nevertheless, Brian Flores will not be the coach there. So that's the first thing. The second thing, when you look at Lovey Smith, when you look at Mike McDaniel and you look at Doug Peterson, the most recent coaches hired, I think Lovey Smith is a close second. But I think Doug Peterson's the best leader of men in that group. Just from the outside looking in, that's my opinion on Doug Peterson in this situation. I think Lovey Smith will be able to get players to play for him. He's done it for many years. He's a good football coach. But Doug Peterson, I think, is going to be the best leader out of the three. Do you get that vibe? I heard you. So you don't get that vibe. How about you toss it to break, and I'll give you the answer on the other side of that. I got to think about that one. All right. I like that. By the way, uh, YouTube, we got the pressure was on in Houston to not hire Josh McCown. And that is an actually interesting point point. as well. I think that's a really good point, yeah. Because I think everybody believes that Houston wanted to hire Josh McCown as they're asking other people to interview him to make it feel validated. So then when they realize that they just couldn't, like the optics would have been horrible and everything, they're like, all right, Lovey Smith, that could very well be. So we'll have to see how that plays out going forward, but that's a good point. Josh McCown... Almost the head coach of the Houston Texans. However, he will not be. Brian Milton's going to answer my question on the other side. Action Sports Jacks overtime on ESPN 690. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks overtime, ESPN 690. We roll along inside Seminole basketball coming up. It is somber days right now for FSU basketball. Uh, They barely have any players that are healthy uh, due to injury, and it's just its not going well for FSU right now, but you can hear from Coach Leonard Hamilton coming up right after us. And then stick around for Kansas and Texas, some college hoops. That'll come up at 8.30. It's pretty random. Hey. I mean, you make the decisions. Casey Kurtz has a lot of yeah. power around here. I sent them. I, I called them. I'm like, hey, we'd really like to take that. Yeah. But you can't hear that game. It's going to be a good college basketball game. We'll talk about that more as we go along. Brian Middleton is going to answer my question. However, we want to let you know that according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, Dennis Allen will be hired as the next coach of the New Orleans Saints. Um, we will get to that a little more in a second, but Brian Middleton, the people have been waiting. Do you think the best leader of men in that group I mentioned, Doug Peterson, Mike McDaniel, Lovey Smith, 
do you think Doug Peterson is the best leader of men? I'm going to go with yeah uh, because his Super Bowl win is recent enough. And, I mean, the other ones don't have a Super Bowl win as head coach. So I like it. I'm going to go with yeah. So you're agreeing with me, but, like, reluctantly. Well, you know, yeah. I think I just yeah gave you the definition of, of that in my yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Very good. I'm glad that you agreed with me. We're getting along fine on this program. We move back to Dennis Allen, hired by the Saints. And uh, rumor has it, if you listen to this program often, uh, a couple weeks ago I said the Saints are going to be the new Jacksonville Jaguars. So head coach, Dennis Allen or Doug Peterson, who would you take, Brian Middleton? I gave you some. I'll give you some background on Dennis Allen. Sorry yeah, about that. No, I'm, you know, I'm kind of. He's been the. Right now, yeah. He's been the Saints' defensive coordinator since 2015. Yeah. Defensive assistant uh, in 2015 as well. Yeah. Uh, Raiders head coach from 2012 to yeah, 2014. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos in 2011. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't. And Super Bowl champion XLIV. Yeah. So Doug Peterson. I'm taking Doug Peterson. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. I mean, now here's the deal with the Saints, uh, especially being associated with that defense. Well, he gave Tom Brady fits. There wasn't yeah. many. There weren't many teams that could give Tom Brady fits, uh, but the Saints, with Tom in Tampa, gave him fits. So there's something to that. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm taking Doug. I'm taking Dougie P. I'm taking Coach DP. Dougie P. I'm I like it. I'm, I'm trying it. to. I'm trying to get a nickname out there before anybody else steals it. Yeah, I'm sure you're the first. Uh, eight and twenty-two. Whoa. Eight and That's twenty-eight career record as a head coach for the then Oakland Raiders, um, and he will be taking over at the helm for the Saints. And I, I would say, it's crazy. The last two coaches announced: Lovey Smith is now taking over the job of figuring out what the heck is going on with Deshaun Watson. Does anybody remember Deshaun Watson, by the way? Like, that kind of got buried because, you know, he didn't play football and nothing really has changed in his uh, acute accusations against him. Um, So we don't really know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, but at the end of the day, Lovey Smith's got to figure that out. So he's got a big problem on his hands in Houston. Dennis Allen taking over as the coach of the Saints is $75 million over the cap. And his best player... I mean, I'd be that way for long. His best player was arrested on Sunday. That is Alvin Kamara. And if you have not been following the updates with that, it is not good for Alvin Kamara. I believe the update was, Brian Milton, you text me this, so feel free to jump in at any point. There is video that matches up with a witness uh, statement, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a good situation. And pairing that with being $75 million over the cap, which obviously things would change depending on what happens with Alvin Kamara, but you'd still be over the cap. Um, so Dennis Allen is not in a great – by the way, who's your quarterback? Jameis Winston coming off a season-ending injury, who I don't even believe is under contract. I think they'd have to re-sign him. Taysom Hill, who continuously gets paid four years, $40 million contracts for no reason. Uh, or, or Ian Book, Trevor Simeon, 
the Saints are in trouble here. And when I said they're going to be the new Jacksonville Jaguars, I wasn't kidding. Like, the Saints are in a bad spot. And Dennis Allen is now going to be charged with trying to fix that. So, best of luck to him. But now, I believe, Brian Middleton, we have every single head coaching vacancy filled. If I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And... I, I, thinking back at everything, I think Doug Peterson has got to be at the top of the coaches that were hired, in my opinion. So, we'll have to see how it plays out. But Dennis Allen, if you're just jumping in, will be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Brian Middleton, we got vague headlines? We do have vague headlines. You ready? Never been more ready, okay. as I am every single week. Normally a little more excited, but okay. I'm very tired. Yeah. Well, you've, you've been working hard on the golf course all day. So. Tell you what. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. What's your handicap? So here's what's funny. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Vague headlines. This is where I give Casey a sport vague headline, a non-sport-related vague headline. He tells me which one he wants to know more about, and then we go from there. Casey Kurtz, one more time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Knock okay. that off. Yeah, stop that. Okay. First two. All right. You must be outside your mind. Or are we there yet? You must be outside your mind. Or are we there yet? Uh, you must be outside of your mind. Okay. You must be outside your mind. It's a non-sport headline. Okay. Actual headline. Forget humans. Valentine's Day gifts for pets is now a booming industry. Interesting. Valentine's Day is but a week away. Yes. A sham of a holiday, if you ask some. Mm. But now women have to watch out because our furry friends are becoming a big receiver on Cupid's Day. For more on this, let's take it over to CBS 47's Fox 30's Courtney Cole. Whoa. For more. Many shoppers are skipping their human loved ones this year and prioritizing their pets instead. The National Retail Federation says Americans will spend about $1.2 billion, billion dollars on their pets for Valentine's Day, and it's a growing trend. 27% of buyers bought their pets gifts back in 2020. And if you must smother them in love, vets say just remember, avoid the chocolates mm. because it's toxic for cats and dogs. Love that. Oh, yeah, that at the end, that was uh, Megan Moriarty, in case you were wondering. Okay, so, Casey, the question. Now, I know that you and Amanda spoiled Blue to death. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, because yeah. I already know that Amanda is coming in first place next Monday for Valentine's Day. I already know. I know the Monday. way you move, King. Huh? And I appreciate it. Oh, you yeah, need to write a book, Monday. okay? Uh, but now, who's coming in second gift-wise, you or Blue? Uh, Blue. Here, it's true. Like, Blue, here's the thing. We have this weird, like, sickness, me and Amanda together. We can't, like, go to the store without bringing home something for the dog. Mm. So I would imagine, yeah, Blue will probably get um, a toy or two, even though she got a new toy yesterday. Wow. By the way, Courtney Cole is going to be so excited when she found out she was on the show. Hey, man, uh, does she follow you? Do you follow her? You should tag her. I'll pull this down. You tag her. I don't know her like that. I thought you knew her like that. Man, what's the next headline? Okay, next two. I thought y'all were friends. We, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's like, you know, work friends. Not like... This is we're at work. Well, technically... What is the next This is the radio side. Next two. 
What a disaster. I wouldn't say we're friends, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, anyway, okay. Reality show, reality stinks, or rank them. Reality show, reality stinks, or rank them. Rank them. Okay, rank them. Is a sport headline. Yeah. Actual headline. What do we do here? Sporting events that don't hit the mark for many. So, Casey Kurtz, three sporting events that happened over this weekend were the continuation of the Winter Olympics. Yep. The Senior Bowl. Yep. And the Pro Bowl. Uh Uh-huh. None of these can be accused of doing Super Bowl numbers, at least in the United States. I don't know about the Olympics worldwide. It might be like soccer. Has to do better. Got to be. So, my question to you is this. Rank these three events in watchability, according to Casey Kurtz, and then tell me why. Gladly. So... Here's the deal. Start with this. I don't know what I was doing on Saturday. Like, I'm trying to rethink this because this came up yesterday, too. I don't know what the heck happened on Saturday. I don't know where I was. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know if I played, like, 20 hours of consecutive FIFA. I I didn't... I don't know where I was on Saturday is what I'm getting at. So I didn't watch anything on Saturday. But you you didn't know where you were at on Saturday. No, I was at home. Oh. Like, uh I just don't know what I was doing. And then Sunday, yesterday... I watched uh, golf, okay. a, a good amount of golf. Um, so to answer your question, I obviously didn't watch any of the things you mentioned. But in order, I would go Senior Bowl, Olympics Pro Bowl, hmm. and then, but here's the kicker. Okay. My new favorite Olympic sport is curling. So... Huh? Yeah, curling. Have you watched any curling? Not important. If the American team okay, is curling, yeah. I put the American team curling over the Senior Bowl, and then any other nation curling is just behind the Senior Bowl. You know what you sound like? What's that? A uh, fan of the Winter Olympics. I like the curling. After I don't know all why. All this hullabaloo about you didn't even know it was starting. It's terrible. Strip the name I Winter and the Olympics away from it. Mm. This should never, this should disband mm. the whole program. Nope. It should only be the Summer Olympics. Nope. Now, all of a sudden, you like one of the events. The you're cur- come back next week, you're going to have two more. Okay. You're going to be like figure skating and uh, whatever nope. else. Bobsledding. No, uh, uh, listen. Okay. Okay. Listen. The bobsledding and uh, I think it's luge. Is low key interesting. Uh huh. Okay. Wait a minute. The curling's almost over? Uh huh. Mixed doubles gold medal today. We Come do on. not care. Yeah, the Americans aren't in it. Darn it. And then we'll go into like the men's and the women's. Okay, so a lot of curling still to come uh, in the Winter Olympics. So that's my ranking American curling, Senior Bowl, any other curling, Pro Bowl. Next two. Book it. I said what I said. Next two. <laughs> Next two. Let the cross promotion. Yep. Gaming the system or sinning saint. Allegedly. Say him again. Gaming the system or sinning saint. Allegedly. <laughs> I go with the first one because I know what the second one is. Okay. Yeah. You didn't want that question. No, I, I did. You didn't want that question. That was smart of you. Okay. Actual headline. A lucky Virginia man purchased 264 lottery tickets that each won him $500, earning him a six-figure win. So Jalen Taylor of Charlottesville, Virginia, took home 100, 
and $32,000 in total from two separate drawings, according to a February 3rd news release from state lottery officials. Why they got snitch on this man? This man just want to take his six figures and live in peace. Now you got to get ADT, Safe Touch, whatever. Uh, Safe Touch. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's what we got to say. That's right. Safe Touch. Sorry. Uh, so Taylor purchased two large batches of pick three tickets which require him to choose a random three-digit combination from 000 to 999. The first batch purchased for the November 18th drawing contained 104 tickets using the combination 960. The second batch contained 160 tickets for the January 10th drawing using numbers 542. All tickets valued at $1 each turned out to be winners. How, how? I do not know. That's nuts. Giving him a six-figure payout in less than two months. I can guarantee you he might got that money, but somebody else is circling back just to make sure everything's on the up and up. Yeah. All of them? So, yeah. Casey, uh, you know what? You're the gambling aficionado. As I, uh, when I talk about your back, I mean, talk behind your back. Yep. Um, poorly, I always start off yep. with a compliment before I start dissing you. But Thank listen. You. Same. You're a gambler who doesn't believe in the lottery. That's, that's a, true. That's a different, you're a different breed, okay? Special. But the way this guy played it, it feels like he had a system. Sounds of like some it. Type. Do you have any systems in place to game whatever gambling endeavors you get into? And I don't want you to give away your secrets. You could sell those. But it's a simple yes or no, and then maybe uh, I count a card here or there. You know? I, I, like, do you have anything in place, or have you ever seen somebody actually have a system that kind of works in their favor more times than not? Okay, no, but I don't have any... Listen, I'm not smart enough for any of that, okay? Uh, when it comes to, like, sports betting or anything like that, no. Nah. I look at it, I think about it, throw some stacks down. But I will tell you this. I have a friend. Uh, his name's Kevin. Very smart. Smart guy. Best man in my wedding. Okay. And I've played poker with him a couple times, and I know he's cheating. I just don't know how. Like, he's very smart. Like, it's not obvious, but, like, he just, like... <laughs> You know what I think it is? I don't even think it's like he remembers like how many times a card's been seen. So there's like four sevens per deck, right? Yeah. So like it, not, sevens, like just use any card for that example. There's four of any one. Uh-huh. So he's like, okay, he can remember like, okay, I've seen one of those or I've seen two of those. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Isn't that counting cards? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But to answer your question, no, I'm not smart enough for anything like that. I just go at it with a full head of steam, which is why I lose a lot of money. You suck. Pretty much. Yeah. I got you. I'm glad you added that. I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, somebody got an invite to your wedding. But it's cool, though. Uh, So no systems. Uh, Blue is in second place. And yep. then what was the other thing that we talked about? American curling, yeah, curling, senior bowl, any senior other bowl. any other country curling, pro bowl. All right, Casey, that's it for vague headlines. Those were good ones. I there like you go. them. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got more to do though. Stick with us about another half hour with you before Inside Seminole Basketball with Leonard Hamilton. I think we got Cash It or Trash It as well. Am I correct on that? We missed that on Thursday, so I think we're going to do that today. And if we're not, I'm pretty yep. sure we are. I'm almost positive we are. Okay. Um, we'll do that in the last segment. We got more to do. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Oh, man. You got to turn your mic on when you're singing like that so that people can hear it. Oh, they'll let me do that? They'll let me stay on? 
Don't tease me with a good time out here. It's unconfirmed if they'd let you stay on. Action Sports Jacks Overtime is the program they would let you stay on, though, because that is this program. And that is Brian Middleton, who was singing uh, the little intro to that song, but didn't turn his mic on. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Taking you up until 7 o'clock inside Seminole Basketball with Leonard Hamilton. FSU's got it rough right now. They're outside the March Madness bracket as we speak. And to be honest with you, it's not looking good, folks. They need a run, and they need it badly. So here from the coach, coming up at 7 p.m., and then that'll go from 7 to 8. At 8.30, we got Kansas and Texas some college basketball for you on a Monday. You know, Casey, uh, something I wanted to revisit was the Dennis Allen to the Saints. Let's do it. So here is something that I find really interesting. I'll try to make it fast. So before my career here, okay, I worked in retail. So did everybody. Yeah, right. Uh, and um, I actually ended up getting my own store. So when the district manager offered me the store, nobody else wanted it. It was in a part of it's in Jacksonville. It was in a part of town that's a bit tougher. Okay, uh, and people told me. Literally, to I got to be careful. I'm trying to be oh. respectful because that wasn't my experience for the most part out there. But okay. I took it because, one, it was an opportunity to make some more money. Absolutely. And, you know, I've told you off air, especially when we're in TV, how much I ended up, like, making. Like, I, it ended up being a pretty much a, a gold mine for me. But my feelings was I was going to make it hot where I'm at. I don't need... To okay. go to a 73 and 19. I don't Ooh. need Uh-oh. to go uh, play uh, in Tampa with uh, with Tom Brady. I would like to, but I don't need to. What I'm going to do, I'm going to make Antonio it high. Where is that? Anybody that went there. Anybody that went there, right? So, AB, yeah. So, maybe Dennis Allen's looking at it the same way. Like, listen, one of 32 positions. We say that all the time. Yep. And maybe he's like, listen, I can make this hot where I'm at. I don't care what the salary cap says. My strategy, we're going to get with the front office and we're going to do this thing. I respect anybody that can build from the ground up like that because I've had to do it not on that grand of a scale, but I've done it and I've done it well. And it is fulfilling. And once you get to that pinnacle, once you start hitting bonuses, once you start getting people getting their own stores from uh, because the DMs coming to your store and talking about, yeah, we want to pull your assistant managers. You're like, I know you do. And you want to know what? Nobody wanted to be here in the beginning. And I took it on. So, kudos to Dennis Allen. You know, that's actually a really good point. Um, it's rare, but that's a really good there point you go. from you. There you go. Uh, okay. There is a sense of pride. I agree with that to the point where, yeah, like, it, it's going to be like a tough sell because the Saints are a borderline playoff team. So, like, it's going to be a tough sell if they do end up being good. Like, he's going to be like, yeah, I turned it around. They're going to be like, you, you won eight games last year, though. So, like, did you really turn it around? But... To your point, yeah, it's – I'm sure in those interviews, like you said, one of 32, it's a valuable job. I get that. But in those interviews, probably, all right, we're $75 million over the cap. What's your plan? Who's going to play quarterback? I mean, they didn't ask that. No yeah. way they didn't ask that. What's your, yeah, what's your plan at quarterback? Yeah. Like, valid questions. And there is absolutely a sense of pride. Uh, I like – I think the same could be said. Obviously, Dennis Allen is going to be the head coach of the Saints. We found that out just a couple minutes ago. Um so that's the hot part of it. But at the same time, Doug Peterson, same thing. Yeah. Round up. He said it himself, brick by brick. Yeah. 
So, yeah, to your point, there's definitely some pride there. And pretty much what I got from that is if Dennis Allen could be half the leader of Brian Middleton, the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, and then all his assistant coaches are going to be head coaches of other teams. Yeah, it'll be 2010 all over again down there. You hear me? Or was it 2009? I don't know. Not a Saints one. I'll tell you what, though. So, Dennis Allen, this is how headline will read if Courtney Cole's writing right now and listening okay. to the show. You know, she's fr- not. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, though. Yeah, friend of the show. She's not listening. Dennis Allen, the next Brian Middleton, question mark. If ever, he wish is... Actually, I wish. Yeah. I, I wish I was Dennis Allen, actually. Yeah, he does have a good gig now being the head coach. Yeah. Of Flip that around. This thing, yeah. Brian Middleton, the next Dennis Allen. Just doesn't have a good ring to it. Anyway, not important. We move on. We got Cash Your Trashy coming up in the last segment of the program. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and the twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Ten more minutes. Leonard Hamilton on deck, waiting to get rolling right here on ESPN 690. We'll bring it to you L-I-V-E live as we are right now, as Brent and Austin were before us live and in Jacksonville. Local, as they say. Brian Middleton, cash it or trash it, play the open. Cash it or trash it. Tell them to bring me my money. On Action Sports Jack's Overtime. Lovely. All right, Casey, man. We jumped right into it, man. Trying to give us the most amount of time possible. Yeah, that's usually the idea. Okay, first up. After leading his team to the Super Bowl in only his second season, Joe Burrow is a top four QB in the league. Top four. Top four QB in the league. Four. Joe Burrow. Got Mahomes. Well, Brady retired, so that helps. Oh, oh. Uh, boy. Hey, Casey, you know Christmas is here. Yeah, huh? I know. 2023's here. Forget it. Cash it. Wow. Wow. Tell him to bring me my money. You want to put the pressure on, I, I make decisions. Cash it. Give me Mahomes. Give me two other dudes. Aaron Rodgers, probably. Give me somebody else. Like, I'm not playing Russell Wilson in. I know you didn't ask for this part of it. No, I want to hear. Where do you put him at? So he's third? He's the third best quarterback no, in the league? No. You've only named two names. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely forgetting, like, multiple good quarterbacks for sure. Hmm. Like, I can't put him above Herbert. I love Herbert, but I can't put him above him. Certainly not above Tua. Not, he's dirt. I'm sorry. Certainly yeah, I'm is. Now I'm confused by you. Certainly is above Tua. Uh, uh, Brady's gone, so you cancel that out. He's above Trevor. He's above Matt Ryan. Sam Darnold, he's above. Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. Who am I forgetting? Russell Wilson, I have him above. Yeah, that's a good one. But he's top four. Yeah. Okay. Next up, after leading his team to the Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams, Matthew Stafford is a top seven QB in the league. Cash it all day. Tell him to bring me my money. I'm trying to figure out if Stafford's in the top four. I'm debating that in my mind. You give me seven? All day, twice on Sunday. 
Okay. All day. Tell them to bring me Why my Monday. Even though it's not Sunday. It's Monday. It's pretty much the same day, except it's a lot worse. Oh, Sunday's a bad day. No, I'm saying huh. Monday's a lot worse. Huh. The, only, the only good part okay. about Monday is we get to go, we get to bless the people with this program. What is this man searching? Oh, my goodness. Next up, the Senior Bowl is a better game to watch than the Pro Bowl. Yeah, cash it. Hey, we are undefeated right now. We are undefeated. I'm sorry, this threw me off. This is Brent's computer and, like, some, like, why is he Googling some of this stuff? Man, you are snitching. What is the deal? Amanda, this is the man you gonna marry, this snitch? Oh, this is Coos's search. You gonna snitch on Man, I'm moving to the next thing, man. Please do. Telling, tattletelling. Yep. Next up. Yep. The Jags have just saved the development of Trevor Lawrence with the pickup of Doug Peterson. Cash. Tell him to bring no. me my money. More no. Is I'm there really good. any complaints there? I'm feeling good. I, I I think it's a great hire for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a great hire for the team, but most importantly, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Save. I'm telling you, I've told people this multiple times. Carson Wentz, who we do not think anything of right now, was playing at an MVP level. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? I was agreeing. Yeah. Well, well how about a little energy? Well, yeah, you, you got he enough. was. You got enough. You got enough for the both of us. What's the next one? You got that uh, Baylor Bears energy. That that The Baylor Bears! I don't got that right now. Not for Carson Wentz. Next up. They won. They should have been in. USC Trojan, head coach. Whoa. Lincoln Riley okay. can never again show his face in Norman, Oklahoma, after basically running off Spencer Rattler when he benched him during the season and then getting Caleb Williams to transfer to the Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck with you. You got to cash that. Tell them to bring me my money. It's interesting that they both – it's not interesting that they both transfer because that's something you see. But it's definitely interesting when – Caleb Williams follows him because Spencer Rattler was supposed to be the guy. This time last year, Spencer Rattler was the guy mm -hmm. for them going forward. And now we look at this whole thing back and we're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was never the plan. Never the like, plan. Like, Caleb Williams was his guy the whole time. The whole time. So, yeah, definitely, definitely catch that one. All right, next up. We're trying to stay undefeated right here, folks. Oh, boy. The longer... Trent Baalke stays as GM the more he starts to grow on one Casey Lamont Kurtz. Trash it. You gotta be No! You gotta be kidding me. Listen! You saw him sitting up there, the three of them, him happy as a duck, just sitting up there smiling. Listen, I wanna be clear when I say this. You hate him. No. So now it's, who do you hate? You hate Jackson Mahomes, you hate Antonio Brown, and you hate Trent Baalke, man. Come on, man. Listen. That man ain't do nothing to you, man. Listen, just because you're working somewhere a long time doesn't mean it's a good time, okay? I need to see. He's been there a year. Two. He's only been the GM one. He's been there two. He's been in his current position a year. Okay, yes, correct. But I need to see free agents. I need to see draft picks. I need to see the roster get better. I haven't seen that yet. So that's why I say trash it. Mm, okay, mm. you know, mm. there you go. Thank you so much. All right, next up, Casey Kurtz. Uh, no longer undefeated on my end, but that's cool. We'll get it one day. 
So we're going to revisit something that you talked about last week, kind of. ESPN did a poll of the 100 greatest baseball players of all time. One through five goes like this. Babe Ruth. Interesting. Willie Mays. Okay. Hank Aaron. Yes. Ty Cobb. And Ted Williams. Whoa. ESPN got the top five right. Whoa. No, they did not. That's not the question. I know. Let's keep going. Sorry. No, no that's that's the statement. ESPN got the top oh. five right. Oh, I'm sorry. Trash it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen. If he says Mike Trout right now, I, I don't know what else to say. I have nothing else. Barry Bonds. Here's the thing. Where at? I'm not sure. That's the thing. Hank Aaron, 100%. Willie Mays, 100%. Listen. You wildin'. You I got wildin'. You I stopping with those two? I'm cutting you off every time. Babe Ruth 100% as well. But here's a, not at one, though. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm not sure the order, but, like, we've been playing baseball for so long. Like, these dudes, they played so long ago, nobody was alive to watch it. Like, everything has changed. Like, life has changed so much. So you're telling me that some dude, let me... Listen, on all accounts, Ty Cobb was good. My man played in 1905. Yeah. 1905. I get he hit 366 in his career, but look, the pitchers, they only had one, and they pitched like 100 or nine innings per game. I'm sure this man got some pretty cheap hits on some pitchers that were pretty much dead out there. Can we please move on from like, I don't understand how you're alive right now. And you're writing an article for somebody you never even slightly saw play the sport or even good video of him playing the sport. And you can put him in the top five. I'm just saying. Barry Bonds, top five. 